Welcome to Get Your Day of J&J. My name is Janine. And I'm Jaden. We're a mother and son team that are also labeled by society as Gen X and Gen Z. Our goal is to share various viewpoints on topics of interest that sometimes may pertain to our own life experiences. We will strive through conversation to show how our thoughts and actions compare and contrast when it comes to functioning within this society. Our content or topic, whatever you want to choose today, is who are Generation X? And who's Generation Z? And of course, starting it would be Generation X. And that's because we've given birth to Generation Z. And Generation X are people that was born between 1965 and 1980. So right now, we'll be between 41 and 56. We, in this society, we are famously known as either the latchkey kids or the MTV generation. And the reason why we're known as the latchkey kid is because a lot of us, um, when we were coming home, we were coming home and entering into a house that was no one there because a lot of times our parents were at work or at school. So a lot of us had keys around our necks. I know y'all, Generation X out there has to remember the keychain around your neck or around your arm. And I know plenty of times, you know, I was walking home from school, entering, unlocking the door, entering the house, making my own um, snacks and watching TV or doing my homework. And the next thing that we're known also for is the MTV generation. And the MTV generation, well, the, M- the MTV generation is because we grew up watching MTV. Those were like music videos shows, weren't they? Yeah, so, so MTV started in like in 1981. And it played, it was, I guess back then, I it would be revolutionary because we were able, people who had cable, because I don't remember MTV being on regular TV, but people who had cable was able to watch all these videos. And at the very beginning, the videos was mainly rock and roll and things like that. But in 1982 is when they started playing a lot of um, black content, after African-American content too. So you had more people watching MTV. And we were able to be more up-to-date on music and dance styles also. So if you're interested in, in rap, or if you're interested in rock, or if you're interested in R&B, you got to see your performance, not just going to concerts, but you got to see them in their very own video right in front of your face, which was awesome for us because a lot of times – us Generation X, we'll be in our living room dancing to these videos. That's how we learned a lot of our dancing. Not only just watching the videos, but being out in the street with our friends. Yeah, it is kind of interesting here. Do you guys have cable back then? I mean, I, of course you did, but with certain like news going around and videos across YouTube and other platforms, saying uh, the death of cable and all that and how we're going to be leading to streaming. It is the, it is a bit sad to hear that. 
Well, you know, back then, I think each generation, each time technology is is advanced, they always say there's a death to something. You know, so, you know, even though they say it was a death to how people formulate their music, it wasn't a death, it's just a progression. But with the Generation X, we were able to grasp that. We was able to not only appreciate the old, but welcome the new. And it, and it gave us the ability to transition. And it also made us more resourceful. And the reason why we were resourceful is because, you know, because we were latchkey kids, and because we were coming home with no one watching us, we had to figure out a lot of things on our own. Now, with the Generation Z, y'all was born during what time frame? They have y'all. Uh, between 1997 and 2012, I, for one, was born in 2000, which makes me 21, which puts me in the estimated date age gap of 10 and 25. Okay, so do you feel like being part of Generation Z that y'all are resourceful? I mean, I feel a bit resourceful. And, well, I mean, I do hear you guys say that (laughs) you think I was born in the wrong generation, which I really wouldn't know myself. Since with all the sayings of Generation Z being Zoomers, which is a name I don't like, and prefer the other saying being digital natives, how they're into social media and, like, follow some of the internet trends and, like, more well-versed with technology. I mean, I'm well-versed in technology, but I'm not much in social media. With the multiple accounts I make and the fact I rarely go onto them. Well, I think because we had um, we had the lack of computers. There were computers out there, but majority of families back in the 80s and even early 90s didn't have computers in their household. And because of that, we were we had to think of things for us to have fun, think of things to do. It made us not only resourceful, but it made us independent. Um, I know for my for a fact, for me growing up, there were times I had to figure out how I was going to get to point A to point B. You know, it gave you a time to appreciate Mother Nature. Back then, we didn't think about appreciate. We didn't think of, in terms of appreciating Mother Nature, but we were able to play in the dirt, play in the mud, climb trees, jump over fences. You know, we were able to walk to the park. And because we didn't have the, the media or the, the social media out there that, you know, continually put things out in the front in our heads, we didn't think, we didn't think about, you know, that there were bad people out there preying on us. We just went out there and played. We used to walk through woods just to get to the park or get to the friend's house and think nothing of it. Because our, our mind frame was adventure, having fun, being out there. And that allowed us to be independent. And we had no choice to be but be independent because our parents relied, relied on the Generation X, the boomers, 
that gave birth to Generation X, they relied on us to take care of ourselves. They, they felt because they were gone, they were at school or they were, they were at work, they didn't want to necessarily have to worry about us 24-7. They knew that, yes, we're going to be at home. We're going to have something to eat. Why? They brought it. They made sure it was in a refrigerator. We had something to eat. We went outside and played. They basically knew where we were. And if they needed to call us, we'd be two blocks away, and they'd be calling us by our name. Plenty of times, if I'm if my mom really wanted me and I was in trouble. <laughs> she would go right after you? No. Really? I'd be hearing my name two or three blocks away, Janine Bernard, my whole name. Oh, that's. My first, middle, and last name. Oh, yeah. That's that when you, you know you really screwed up. Exactly. So, and you knew that you need to get where you need to go, that you needed to be at home. And everyone knew that you needed, no matter what time it was, if the lights on the street flicker on, flicker on, that means you were running late. You needed to be in the house before the lights came on outside. So that allowed us to to time our own self. That allowed us to be independent. That allowed us to be out there. We, it wasn't all about sitting in the house watching TV 24/7 or on our phones or on our or on our computers because back then you might have one or two phones in the house and because the cord was attached to it you wasn't going too far yeah and and I'm pretty sure computers were extremely expensive back then with how like up to date, there weren't in your time. Yes, and I didn't. We didn't have a computer in our home. I think until like ninety four, ninety five is when I had my first computer. Before then, it was either you were writing in hand or you was writing on a typewriter. So I was fortunate enough for us to have the money to buy a computer for, in order for me to use and everything, and. I think because we were we learned to be resourceful and independent, we learned it helped us in the future learn how to maintain like this almost work life balance. Yeah. And everything. So in terms of independence and work life balance, where you think Generation Z is at? Independence and work-life balance. Well, I really wouldn't know what to say other than through research that some of them rely on, like, dependency. And, well, since they're a digital native, they connect to other sources and other people through, unlike uh, communication. So, I mean, I don't think they're... I wouldn't say they're completely not independent but like mostly rely on dependency i mean i for one do as well as i tend to lose track of mine and just switch between topics you already know how i just come up with ideas on the fly but i have nobody to anchor me down to work on one project before pursuing another and then another and then my hands gets full with the amount of things I come up 
because I'm like an idea man. I like coming up with concepts and little stories, but it's kind of hard to flush them out if something else comes to mind and I have to work on something else. But that's just me. As for everybody on the as a whole, I would probably have to ask them themselves. So as being, you're 21. Yeah. So as being a, a male at 21 living in this world and looking at your span of life in terms of being resourceful and independent, do you feel that you're, that what we have given you in this life has has gradually made you independent or do you feel like you have long ways to go or do you know how you need to progress? Well, how I need, do I feel independent? I would probably say I have a bit to learn, but I'm not going to be relying much on people. Though though working with others is necessary for some line of work i for one do have a bit of trouble working with others and mostly it i just need trust between the persons because i have had like some issues with them not picking up their work or costing someone else their work and getting them in trouble so i I like this. I like to consider myself a bit independent, but still have a long way to go. Okay. Uh, what about your idea of resourcefulness? Do you feel resourceful? Do you feel like you're the type of person that is a go getter, that is willing to I don't know think quick or or overcome difficulties? I mean, I. In my opinion, I'd say yes, actually, because I do come up with tons of ideas on the fly and sometimes, like, elaborate schemes just to make cleaning around the house much easier. And sometimes you'll just tell me just to do this since we don't have that at the moment, even though we could just use, like, some materials that you won't let me touch. Like, for example, when I wanted to cut those lemongrass bushes and I the easier method was to start from the bottom with some string and then tie it up in the middle so that when you cut from the base you can carry the whole bundle and just toss it in the compost but I needed your yarn Mm -hmm. but of course you weren't gonna let me use it because it is yours and even though you apparently, you haven't used it in a while. Well, you had that idea, and I thought it was a good idea. Well, you wouldn't let me use it. Well, because we, I ended up using a belt. Because the yarn is is a starting point. Yarn was a starting point. It was a good idea, and I love the concept. But because the yarn is so thin that when it was time to, you know, cut it, it was hard to cut the lemongrass and plus to carry it. And then at the same time, I am allergic to the lemongrass. So I would break out. I would start itching and break out on my arms. So using a belt, which was thicker, using a thick belt and tying it and cutting the lemongrass made it a lot easier because it made the, I didn't have to make it thick. And then once I cut it, I could pull the belt tighter and then drag it. That way I wasn't touching 
the lemongrass. Hmm. That's why I said I didn't want to use the strain because I love the concept. Very good, resourceful. I just took it a, little, a step further to accomplish what you wanted to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is a concept idea. Sometimes it has to go through developments. So I did have a good idea. Yes, y- yes. The idea was very resourceful, and it helped us under- overcome that difficulty where that way I wasn't breaking out. And that way you didn't have us rake all those lemongrass. That is true. So in, in that retrospect, as I was saying, it helped being resourceful and independent help us transfer, transition or help the generation Z, well, help the generation X transition from uh, work-life balance. And when it comes to work-life balance, I'm talking about being able to work all the time, but know that we need time to play. And I think that's what Generation X was able to do because we knew, because we, we learned to be independent at such a young age, we knew that when, it's, when we had to go to school, we went to school. When we came home, we played. We knew that we had to, when it was time for homework, we needed to do, get done. And a lot of times we knew we had to get our homework done before our parents get home. Yeah. So we learned how to, through, through you know, that retrospect, how to maintain that work balance because we knew that we had to finish our homework and we knew that we wanted to play. And we knew that we had a, a strict bedtime. I mean, the same kind of went for me. I would always do my homework whenever I got back from school and did follow a strict bedtime. I wasn't really complaining. I mean, I guess maybe probably you're, like, training me under how you lived, so that could be the reason why I don't fit in either Gen X or Gen Z and how I'm just, like, a mishmash of both, so... well. Between Gen X and Gen Z, they call themselves millennials, and I always consider you a, like a millennium type because of how we raised you. I always said you were, and I hate saying this, but I always say you were like our guinea pig. Aye, aye, aye. And I hate using that word, but you came to us in our early, early 20s. So we were still young. We were still out there partying, having fun, having friends, and then you came along, and we enjoyed you, we raised you, but you came in the midst of all these Generation Xs doing their thing. Yeah. So wherever we went, you was right there. Unlike your your two younger brothers, you know, we will leave them home in a second now. But with you, wherever me and your dad went, you was right there. If we went out to eat with our friends, you were right there. If we went to the movies, you were right there. If we went to a party, a house party with our friends, you were right there. And But at the same time, you was an awesome baby because the music could be blasting loud as I don't know what, and you'll be sleeping on the couch, knocked out. <laughs> so we'll be having fun. And watch you at the same time, and the music will be blasting. Everybody be playing spades and stuff like that. But you will sleep right through it. I mean, you. there are times where it seemed like sometimes you were right under the speakers, and you were knocked out. 
you was amazing. <laughs> That's I all mean, I can say. I'm a heavy sleeper, so. Yeah, you was amazing. So just, you just was there every step of the way. Every, everywhere we went, you was there. So that helped us a lot to maintain and teach us the gener- um, the work-life balance, but also it taught us, you know, how to, you taught us how to raise a child. And we learn what to do yeah, and what not to do. Mm. So 10 years later, when we had your brothers, we were more, we was at a different phase in our life. So we were a little bit more settled and we did things kind of different, but we also learned how to tailor our child render, rendering to that particular child. Like, we love you all the same, but your your two brothers, they need something different from us than what you needed. Uh, you think that... I mean, with how they are now, you think the method was is like still good compared to like how you tra- raised me? Yeah, I think um, the experiences that me and your dad have with your two younger brothers, I think the way we're going is good now. Maybe in ten years, when me and your brothers are having this conversation, maybe we'll say something different. Maybe. You never know because during the time we was raising you. We thought we was doing good. I mean, but, I still turn out good. Yeah, but looking back, there's some areas that we could have done better. But I think that's what any parent, no matter what generation you grew up in, can say. That you you could have done things a little bit better. I mean, that's just life in general. Yes. In forms of communication, Generation X we had the ability or we have the ability to communicate across all areas because we grew up from writing letters to typing to email to i don't know to home phones yeah to tiktok to like okay you, you didn't have TikTok. i mean no this this is how we've grown oh, okay where Y'all had y'all had certain things to to contend with where we were able to we started off with all we had was if we wanted to communicate is either through phone or you mail a letter. Yeah, but now we have like a whole array of communication with new technology, FaceTime, Discord, TikTok, Tumblr, Twitter, any other social media and yeah, so it's more open and much quicker than the previous forms of communication. And I agree that, and it's I know I know for us to have that cross cross or array of ways to communicate, we're able to pick and choose. Where I think Generation Z, they're used to the modern day technology of maybe not even texting now. They communicate through, it seems like, maybe Instagram or TikTok or whatever other platform that y'all that y'all use to communicate with each other. Um, like I said, you know, growing up, if I wanted to communicate with someone, I'd pick up the phone. And, and then 
I can only talk to someone for such a, a short period of time. Why? Because maybe somebody else needed to use the phone in a house. Yeah. Another way I communicate, write letters. I had a good penmanship because in school we were taught how to write. We were taught how to write cursor, cursive. So I had great penmanship. I was able to write my letters out and send them off. And I think uh-huh. in terms of writing letters with your hand, I don't know. I think that's more. I look at that area more formal. Not more formal, but more respectable or caring. Yeah, more. Um, it, you're more attached. Yes. Where now, when I use a text, I'm not as attached to it. I'll write the text, send it out. It's like whatever. Where when I had to write a letter longhand, I actually felt like you you're putting your your part of yourself down on that paper, because a lot of times you had to write it out and then you'll you'll reread it and then you had to erase it and then oh don't let it be an ink pen, then you're basically balling up the paper and then writing it out again. So you are you put more of yourself down when you're writing longhand than if you're typing. Typing, you just go straight through. Actually, and I think I understand that because I have written a few letters to some people close to me. So Yeah, where I think, um, but I've seen a lot of times this generation or Generation Z or even generation the next generation that's coming up, A. and I don't know what that is. Well, Generation A is your younger brother. Oh, so... Boy. Those are like the, the, I guess, starting with the five, six, seven, eight-year-olds. But it's not as personal, Mm. I think, because they communicate using texts or they they don't necessarily even communicate using emails. It's all about texts. It's all about shorthand. It's all about symbols. And a lot of times, you know, somebody will send me a text and it has symbols, and I'm like, what in the heck is this? I didn't study hieroglyphics in my <laughs> class. <laughs> I know. So I mean, I would use symbols as well, like uh, emoticons, but but not like for like ento- entire conversations. Mostly emoticons like laughing or smile, because it is hard to convey emotions over text. And I have seen multiple uh, occasions where how when typing it, people can interpret it in multiple forms unless you add a certain emoticon to know that you're joking or just type in, oh, that's what I actually meant. Sorry for the misunderstanding. So it makes sense to add emotes, but I said just like a few in between, like, like a couple. You don't need a, it doesn't need to be constant. So what would be your favorite method of communication? Uh, personally, I like talking to people up close. Those close to me, that is. I uh, Mostly because well, I, mean, I get to hang out with them. So your favorite mode is, uh, is basically interacting with other people, but people that you know? Yeah, the 
Well, if I am, if I were to interact with other people, I guess it would have to be like along with friends, close, because then, because I'm not really uh, that confident guy, and if that person's really not great, it's kind of hard to escape a conversation without trying to be too rude about it, because I don't want to come across as mean. But sometimes, like two people are not gonna mesh together. And I really have no ways to back out of conversations like that. Okay. So um, I know I don't mind communicating with people. I think I've come to the point, well, when I was younger, I used to love communicating with people face-to-face, you know. Yeah, and plus when whenever I did, I it would just be like we would explore the neighborhood. Uh, that's the extent we would go. And uh, bits outwards. And we would talk and hang out, laugh, and converse. Of course, once they move, you you are left with like long-term communication, like FaceTime or a cell phone call. But it's not as fun, uh, especially if you're going outside. Oh, cool, you're walking out, talking on a phone. You're still outside by yourself. Yeah, but from what I've seen, and and I don't know about all Generation Zs, I can only determine from talking to you or your brother, is that y'all don't really interact with people. So with Generation X, we had no choice but to interact with people, meet new people. Why? Because we was always out there. Even when we was younger, we're all we was always out there. Um, we didn't have the computer or uh, available phone with us where we just pick up the phone to call somebody. You know, I didn't get my first cell phone until I went into the military. And that was like a year after I came in the military when I got my first cell phone. Other than that, we either had nothing or we had pagers. And if we was out there, if before we even left home, we was like, okay, meet me here. Or if we wanted to communicate with somebody, we went to find a pay phone if we wasn't at home. So that was our form of communication. But a lot of times everyone was meeting somewhere, maybe at the skating ring or at the arcade. So you was always out there meeting, meeting people. But it seems like with Generation Z, just looking at you and your brother, your form of communication is front of the computer. I, I mean... It drives me crazy. Well... Well, for I think using like variables like us is probably Caleb. Well, my younger brother is more social than me, and it is weird that he's front of computer and that can be annoying. And but there aren't much kids in the neighborhood that he can hang out with. For me, I'm the am a, in a bit of an introvert and have trouble trying to communicate with other people and just, well, it's hard to come across other people well, generally. I, I always feel like, like with Generation Z, the same energy that y'all put behind making friends on the computer or on a social network is the same energy that you can put out when you go out there. Um, if you're at work, meeting people, hi, how you doing? I mean, 
just saying hi, how you doing can sometimes be a great opener just to start a conversation. Not I mean, saying, you know, be everybody's best friend, but just to start a conversation. I mean, I still did. I did at some of the workplaces. I have grown together. But I guess it's more like in the situation you're in. And it's like having to adapt. So I still, even though I don't work there anymore, I still, when I do go there, I do have conversations with them as much as I can without holding up their work and, well, holding up the line for the customers. So aside from that, I guess with how quickly I adapt online, none of them really know me and when I am there like for example I guess on Discord one of the social media sites I think I, I'm i really there to play because I'm interested in that community or just interested in playing the game and then I do open up but to an extent they will never know who I am and I introduce myself using my own username and nothing more. Uh, I guess aside from that, the only thing they'll know is my voice, and that's it. I have seen some members open up, revealing their names and showing their faces. But even then, I still don't feel comfortable revealing mine. So I guess in some words, I... It's good, because I noticed that even when you were in high school... You wasn't that big in um, promoting yourself on social media. But then again, as a parent, I didn't allow you to. I didn't want you to have um, what, get on Instagram or whatever the the it thing was at that time. Because I wanted you to focus on your schoolwork. Because so many times everyone gets obsessed with social media and social media can be very damaging. I can only imagine what my life would have been like if we had that this level of social media back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Because we were able to get away with a lot of stuff. And we were able to experience so many wonderful things. Some bad things, but so many wonderful things. We were able to do so many things without without having to worry about someone videotaping every moment of the day or knowing that whatever, I, whatever I'm doing today, somebody might have caught it and put it on TikTok at 10 years old. And then five years later, when I'm trying to, I don't know, do something with my life, it blows up. And that's what I've seen, you know, that social media can have its good points and its bad points. It's amazing that people can get um, YouTube account or Instagram account or TikTok and become multimillionaires at 10 years old. Yeah, that is kind of surprising. That Something like that wasn't a possibility back in the 80s because of the technology during that time. And it's just, I don't know, it's just the progression of technology and what these younger people, like the millennials and the, the Gen Zs and even potentially the Generation A's, what they're going to do 
with these technologies and how technology will advance in the future just amazes me as a Gen X. I think, it, it, like I said, it has its wonderful points and it has its bad points. But either way, me personally am glad that I was born in a generation that I was born in because I was able to touch and I was able to progress with as the technology grew. So understand what it what it's like for life to be slow and I understand what it's like for people wanting to want things right now because it's at the touch of their hands. You know, like when I was younger, we had to, we had to go to the store. If we wanted food, we went to the store. If we wanted clothes, we went to the store. If we needed something from the drugstore, we went to the store. Nowadays, all I got to do is go on the computer, pick up what I want, and I could have it potentially the next day. It's amazing. Or would I have, would I have loved it back then? Yes. But it I think back then it would have took it would have took something away from the my life. Falling out of it. Yeah. Because I don't mind going out shopping as long as it's not an hour long or I don't know three hour long clothes shopping for something you're obviously not gonna buy. That's the point of shopping. Sometimes you just want to yeah window but, shop. Yeah, but it's like you have to drag us into this. Sometimes it's just fun having your kids around and having to be able to torture them to death through the love of shopping. Mm. Don't you just love hanging out with your mom? Hello. So, uh, with the (laughs) topic of shopping on our hands, uh, yeah, I guess with the whole online shopping, it is quite convenient and easy to get some things that aren't in store. That's good, but... Things that you can go out it could promote a bit of laziness, which is bad. And I, for one, do prefer going out shopping. I mean, as long as it's not repetitive errands, I have to keep going out after coming back. I mean, I agree with that because I, even I, sometimes I'll sit at home and I can say, you know what? I see myself never leaving the house. Why? It's because... You can get food shipped to you. You can get clothes shipped to you. Just nearly about anything you can get. Actually... All the products, like, shipped to your front door. Actually, nowadays, you don't have to go anywhere. If you were that type of person that don't want to be outside around people, you don't have to take a step outside. And that's boring. Because you could buy everything and pay for everything and pay all your bills right online and that's why I was like at one point when I retired from the military I was like you know it almost felt like for one point for two weeks I didn't step outside and I was like and when I realized that I was like oh my god you're gonna get fat no (laughs) no I was like oh my god I can see this I can see myself never leaving this house but then I'll be like I'd be bored as I don't know what. At the end, I was ready to see people, meet people, besides y'all. I mean, y'all. Oh, ouch. Y'all good, but sometimes you have to. I mean, I feel the same, so. 
You have to see, you have to meet and greet and talk to other people and not just on a computer. Face-to-face, having that face-to-face, seeing someone's expression, being able to reach out and just, sometimes we just need human contact. Yeah, or maybe like a slap across the face. Mm, No, we don't get violent here. It could be a playful slap. Yeah, but sometimes just being able to reach out and touch someone is always good. It's always good. Well, man, this was a good conversation, wasn't it? Yeah. You have anything else you want to add to this podcast, this topic of Generation X and Z that you feel like we should also cover? Any talking points? I mean, I, for one, (laughs) I would mostly like to talk about, I guess, games, because I could go on for hours, but that's... Like, re- that's veering off the rails of the topics of today. Yes, but, you know, this won't be our last because we can always pick that up on up later. You In can the school, future. Yeah, you can school me on some of the games. Oh, yeah. With, uh, with some of the games you guys were introduced in to back in your time and with what we have and the growth of how some games have evolved. And, I guess, probably potential corruptions of some of the gaming companies we have at right now. Yes. Because so everybody knows what's going on with Blizzard. <laughs> so, well, I don't. But, oh. like I said, those are future topics that we can most definitely share with our audience. Oh, then I'm going to have fun with that one. So, now that we, um, we're finished and we're moving on... I'd like to thank you for joining Get Your Day of J&J on our first podcast. We will continue to bring interesting content that will stimulate and entertain. Remember, you can always get in contact with us if there is a particular subject you would like Gen X and Gen Z to talk about. You can contact us at G-Y-D-O-F-J-N-J. That's G Y D of O F J and J at gmail.com. And I'm hoping to see y'all later. Thank you.